We've got 10 nights until the next full moon. Well, he was what I would call a Sasquatch. Pilots that showed unidentified flying objects. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. I don't believe 99% of the things that people claim they've seen. I think this is in that 1%. A lot of people make fun of me, but I don't care. I know it's there. G'day and welcome back to the Mellow Tiger Podcast. My name's Bree and Happy New Year. New Year, new me, new us, new everything. (laughs) I'm joined today as always by Jordan Ernst and Josh Ernst. The new versions of them because you have to be new. Have to be new. Welcome back guys to another brand new year. I feel the same. (laughs) (laughs) Anything's better than COVID, but I think people don't realise that just because it's 2021 doesn't mean they fucking ended. Like we still, it's getting worse. We still have to live with, I think I heard on the news today, they're rolling out the um, vaccine for it soon. I think I said tanks. Around mid-February. It's like, how can they put a vaccine that quickly together? That's got to be sus. How do you feel about a vaccine? Is it mind control? Mine is a quick one. It's got to (laughs) be. Mine's a quick one. Like I'm no anti-vaxxer. I'm all for vaccines, Mm. but. You can't just go pop, let's put this it's in your system. It's not been around for long well, let's enough. Let's just throw it in there. That's what I'm saying. Right. It's too quick. <laughs> but I think by law, I don't know if you, like legally you have to get it or something. Maybe it's literally just like a confidence booster. It's like a placebo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are they just, well, we tested it on a monkey and it worked. And then 10 years later, this monkey's hitting its head on like a wolf. And <laughs> that, a no, but legit, that's what worries me about stuff. Like they haven't had long enough to test like the long-standing side effects of stuff. Yeah. They're just like, oh, pop it in. Mm. <laughs> like a fucking cassette. This is where the like, zombies come from. I'm, actually, I'm more for it now. Actually, it's not. I was on the rock box last night. We were like looking for something to watch. And there was a movie that it was like, it was called um something like COVID. 2021 or some shit oh, and it was like well. yeah like, and I was yeah. just like Dan looked at it he's like well that's poor taste like, people <laughs> are dying of this and they've gone and done that I want to know how long it took them to make it because 2020 wasn't over yet when they started making it yeah. so anything could have happened after the production of you the do, movie dude they must have fucking jumped on that so quickly oh, like yeah. to, for it to be out now like you said old mate had his finger over the enter button on the computer as soon as it hit 2021 he was like bam <laughs> <laughs> and he would have been like as well like oh my God, there's like a really contagious disease. What do we do? Let's put everyone in a room and make a movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's spread it. Yeah. So they, was, they were saying that 2020 was like the cursed year. It's mm. just like a year of curses. So George had the idea that maybe this week we could cover curses. And in particular, uh, we are going to be covering uh, cursed film sets. Mm. It was sent in by one of our fans. Damo. Oh, you got Damo? something? Fucking Damo. Oh, that, <laughs> shout that out to one. Damo. Shout <laughs> out to the demon. <laughs> well, thanks, well, Damo. I have to say shout out to Lucy now as well because she's an avid listener and she listens to every episode and then she goes, why didn't you shout me out? And I'm like, well, I didn't know I was supposed to. She's like, I've been saying it for like six weeks. <laughs> shout out to Goose. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to be talking um, mainly about film sets that have been cursed. You've also got some cursed objects, George, yep. that films have been based That's on. That's right, yep. So what is a curse? De- like definition? <laughs> it's bad. Or vague. vague. So Google says it's a solemn utterance intended to invoke supernatural power to inflict harm or punishment on someone or something. So a few of those words need we need to read out a dictionary as well. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there one day. Say words eat bad. <laughs> so it's this idea that words have power, especially when emotion is involved. So if you say a curse, you have a curse. So if you like feel really strongly about something, you you just like because of the emotion. Emotion and you yeah. Said it, yep. Yeah, 
So I always saw curses as something created by like a powerful witch, but pretty much anyone or anything can create a curse, either through a specific ritual or by simply uttering one if you feel strongly enough about something. Because you feel that strongly yeah. that it w- like, so like Jedi's in the Force, really. Yeah, and you yeah. can be like, I curse your firstborn or something. You know what I mean? Oh, and then yeah. you've got to be careful with your words. So there's <laughs> sticks and stones, mate. Words will fucking curse you. <laughs> curses will. <laughs> <laughs> so curses have a lot to do with something called magical thinking, which is pretty much the belief that unrelated events are somehow casually connected, even though there isn't really a plausible link and this connection is caused by something supernatural and otherworldly. So I don't know about you, but I'm kind of magically, like I'm, I think sometimes I think magically. <laughs> I do, it's, it's like when people say everything happens for a reason or like everything's connected, like nothing's ever a coincidence. It's always like everything happens That's how you as think. it should. Yeah. That's how you nothing's think, yeah. random. Nothing's mm. chaotic. Everything happens for like get fucking Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park on Life here. Life will he, find yeah. a way. <laughs> so it's like the opposite of mathematicians. <laughs> and science. <laughs> Curses can also be seen as viral. Think of werewolves, vampires, or even zombies. You get bitten and the curse is spread or passed on. So it's not necessarily a ritual or a word uttered. It's like it can it can be spread. It's very diverse. Yeah. You get COVID. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> COVID's a curse. <laughs> Do you guys believe in curses? I don't want to just blatantly say no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll really fuck you in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. You don't? I guess. Joe? Um, I'm a bit on the fence on this one. Yeah, we'll get on I first. do. <laughs> I do. If especially if someone's like, I curse you. I hate when people like. So, and some of these films you'll see fit into the category where all of a sudden bad stuff starts happening. So they say it's cursed. Mm. I'm more of a like, like heaps, bad stuff happens to everybody all the I time know. in life. And I'm more of a like, if someone says you're cursed and all this bad shit keeps happening. Like I, the other day, I broke a mirror. I'm just like, fuck, I don't really believe in that. But then it's kind of like if someone curses you and then heaps of bad stuff starts happening, then I'm like, you fucking curse, bro. Like it's, but you so can't. So you broke just, a mirror and you worried about being cursed. Like seven years yeah. back. So I break a mirror and worry about having to clean it up. <laughs> the cost of it is and a the curse. Cost of it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I don't believe in curses. <laughs> Shit, <But> bad stuff's <laughs> happening already. God damn, my bank account. Now my bank account's low. <laughs> she was right. But I guess it's, again, it's like associating these links that aren't really there. Yeah. Like you it's think. just a vague thing that you can throw out there and then anything bad happens is it's, part of the curse. Yeah. This is cursed. <laughs> this is just <laughs> cursed. <laughs> As I said, we're going to be focusing on film curses this episode. I have a list of films that are considered to be cursed. During the production of these films, and sometimes even after, the cast and crew were plagued by devastating incidents, a few even involving death. We're also going to be rating each curse from 1 to 10 on the cursometer, with 1 being... Stupid, superstitious bastard. (laughs) And 10 being... This place is cursed. It's mummy reference for those yeah. out there. If you don't fucking know it, then I'm getting don't, so excited. don't listen. <laughs> so this, I'm going to start with the most arguably famous curse movie, The Exorcist. Mm. Have you guys seen The Exorcist? Yes. I've seen, I've seen bits and pieces. It's fucking scary. Yeah. I think it's lots of Which one? S- Isn't there like three of them or something? Yeah, the oh, 19... No, no, no. The, the original 1973. That one? Version. No, I have not seen that. <laughs> What's that actor out of it? The... the, the, the well... Well, you probably what actor? No, I'm thinking the one I've seen is the one for like they're in Africa or something. Anthony Hopkins is that the one you've seen? No, you haven't seen the one. Then. I know oh. the one you're talking about. That was made like eight years ago or something. Okay, no. Yeah, it was. It's, it was like a recent sort of. Yeah, no. the The original Exorcist is 1973, and it's spooky. I think because it's kind of like 
do you remember Josh when we stayed up that night and we watched The Shining accidentally on SBS when we were teenagers? Because yeah. I think we were looking for the Glass House. Or the, I was looking for boobs. SBS. The, what was that? What was that? Yeah. Um, what was that TV show we used to watch? The the Posh Nosh. Oh, Posh Nosh. Yeah, we were yeah. looking for like Posh Nosh, and The Shining was on, and for some reason we watched it, and that scared the shit out of me. Yeah, that it, was a bit. But it wasn't just because of the movie. I think I find things filmed back in the day, they have like more of a claustrophobic feel about them because it's not like a big blockbuster movie. They it don't really, try too hard. They're yeah, and it really has simple, that... Simple, scary shit. But they let you, your imagination, run wild with yeah. the movie. These days they're like, oh, here it is in front of you. You don't have to think about it. Yeah. It's just yeah. scare tactic. But plus, I feel like because it's like filmed so long ago, you kind of get trapped in that time and yeah. I don't want to be there. I don't <laughs> like this. I want my iPad. <laughs> That's the scariest Plus thing. Plus it has like the best line, The Exorcist does. It's the line I quote all the time and I always get in trouble for because no one has seen The Exorcist. Well, lots of people have. Not so much these days because everyone's like a lame old movie. 100% recommend watching it though, but it's, your mother sucks cocks in hell. Oh, <laughs> so that was actually in the old movie. The Exorcist, yeah. yeah I thought it was just in a scary movie. I thought it was just in a scary movie and they said it because... I, I can't say it on here because I don't know if we get like band or something, but they're dropping C-bombs and everything. Really? Oh yeah. You and daughter and it's not fucking... <laughs> Like it's it's I watched it again today and it's hectic. She like gets across and like stabs herself in a in a giny like and just stabs it over and over again. Like the kid, yeah, it's like it's hectic. I don't know what's more morbid. She done that or you said giny? <laughs> oh, that's right. We're gonna censor it for you. <laughs> Her frosty. <laughs> Her front bum. No. <laughs> oh, when you think about that, that's hilarious. It's a bum on the front. Like, think about it for a second. Actually, don't I think about don't it. Think that's think disgusting. Nothing <laughs> makes ang- Daniel angrier than when you call it a front bum. It's just oh, no. like, fucking stop. <laughs> it's about a 12 year old girl who becomes possessed by a demon, and a priest tries to exorcise the demon out of her body. Like, it's exactly how it sounds. And the soundtrack fucking slaps. You've seen Scary Movie 2, right? Yeah, the start yeah of, that's the, it's that the, the opening to Scary Movie 2 is based on The Exorcist. Like, it's really, really good. Not a scary movie too, like The Exorcist. It's not bad. Like it's not. It was good at the time. It did not hold up over time. Your mom's here. Mom, you're no fun. <laughs> yeah. What happened on the set to make people think it was cursed? Well, first of all, the entire set caught fire and burnt down, all except Regan's bedroom. So that's the little girl who was possessed. Where the majority of the demonic possession scenes took place, the room was completely untouched by the fire. So the whole set burnt down except for oh, her Oh, so this room. is legit now, right? Yep. I'm not talking about the movie. So the whole thing's burnt yeah. down except where she was... Where the scenes of her demonic possession took place. So next, Linda Blair. So this is the chick who played... She's a 12-year-old actress. She played the girl in the film. Uh, she sustained a serious back injury during the scene where she flops around possessed in the bed. So the special effects team had created this contraption. They strapped her in. So it's kind of like oh, a... Oh, this sounds... Yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. It's, it's kind of like this weird 90... De- like, it's like it lays flat and then it goes up 90 degrees and then kind of lifts a bit. And it was... They strap her into it so it can give the idea of her, oh. like, popping up and out of the bed sort of thing. And you watch her in the movie. She flops around. It's the real... It's the real... She's like, I got this. I, I can do it myself. This is a 12-year-old girl. In the straps. Is this, is this safe? Yeah. Oh, we use it on the cat. It seemed well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was 1973 and they, they We went through 10 cats and we finally got the settings right. <laughs> so during one of the scenes, it malfunctioned and she fractured her spine oh, as a who result. Who would have seen that cut? And the director used that cut in the movie of where she... Because she's in pain and she's screaming for it to like stop and he was like, great acting. And she wasn't acting. <laughs> yeah. she was like, Safe word, bananas, bananas. <laughs> 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 this demon's hungry. <laughs> 
So actress Ellen Burstyn, who played Regan's mother, was injured during a stunt. During the stunt, Burstyn was strapped into a harness that was attached to a rope. The rope was held by a crew member that would reef it to give it the appearance that she was being tossed around the room by an invisible force. The director was unhappy with the lackluster performance and asked the crew member to give the rope a real good tug, resulting in Burstyn injuring her back, which she later developed scoliosis from. Oh, wow. wow. It was it was bad. And, I yeah, the director seems like we'll get this to that. Like so... Also, a convicted murderer and possible serial killer was cast in the movie. So the radiological radiological technologist, it's a fucking mouthful, at the hospital. So she goes to the hospital and she gets checked out to make sure she's nothing's wrong with her brain. And when they were like scouting to do it, they realized it was quite technical and they wanted the actual doctor to do it, which happened to be this guy that was charged with murder. He got drunk and um, murdered some chick, but then he also like kind of half confessed in jail to all these killings of these gay people in New York, and that have never been solved. And he didn't like he only kind of half ass confessed. Half confessed. Like, I did it, but didn't. Yeah, so he was. <laughs> I might have. Yeah, so he was a so he was like possibly serial killer on the movie, and uh, so Linda Blair, the kid that was like twelve years old, after it was filmed, she constantly got death threats. I had to hire bodyguards for her because they were like because people are fucking dumb. Because they actually it, think, yeah, yeah, they're like blasphemy like and they were like she's possessed and people were like giving her death threats trying to kill her it kind of ruined her life like it followed her forever so why or what cursed this movie so people often believe that the subject matter can result in a curse just the discussion of demons and the devil is enough to bring bad luck or a curse upon the film set and the cast and crew so it's like this idea that you keep discussing it you bring it you, you bring you it upon yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Like you're bringing it out. You, you're calling to it mm. to come and be like, hey, fuck you up. <laughs> so a letter had also been sent to production demanding the movie not be made due to the blasphemous nature of the film. So another theory, and this is my personal favourite, of why the film was cursed is due to a statue that was created in the opening sequence. So in the opening sequence, they're like somewhere in the Middle East and they're uncovering like a temple and uh, there's this giant statue of the demon, which is the demon that possesses Regan in the film, called Pazuzu. Cool name. I wish I could. I wish I named my cat that Pazuzu. How cool would that be? Historically, Pazuzu was the king of demons of the wind, and amulets were made um, and worn as a form of protection. I don't know if like against him or like he was protecting them. I didn't really delve that deeply into yeah. it. But usually the amulets are very small. They're like two inches sort of thing. For the movie, they created a replica of him and it was giant. It was like eight feet tall and nothing had ever been built that big of this demon before. So he's bigger. Yeah. So the giant. So there's a theory that this giant statue of this usually very small amulet may have created some bad juju. So this is cool because I never knew this was part of the story. I thought she was just possessed. I never... Had any idea where it all come from? Dude, you, if you have time, watch it. It's like olden days sort of thing. But if it's, it's anything past fifteen years, I'm not watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I like my movies, like I like my women. <laughs> Do you ever no. see that you like look at it and you're like, oh, it's past twenty years. It's probably not going to be good. And then you actually watch it and you're just like, why didn't I yeah. just watch this? Earlier? Unless you've watched it before and trialed it, and you know it's good. You just like, nah. yeah, westerns. Westerns. Or the older, the better. I reckon. Yeah. they always heaps yeah. better when they're older. So, what do you guys give that as a curse rating? Oh, it's, well, let's we can talk about the fact, like if you like break it down. I personally think the director's a bit of a dick. Like he, I think they it broke was unsafe. It it's the nineteen seventies. Yeah, yeah, they just did unsafe shit. Yeah, but there was it was based off an actual cursed object, which gives it some sort of 
you know, leniency. But the object itself wasn't cursed. It was just a demon. Yeah. Which is naughty. But, but I'm, I'm with you. Like, doing yeah. all those stunts and stuff, it obviously wasn't done really well. So that could account yeah. for most a lot of the bad of shit that happened. Yeah. If you think about it, like, we all work on mine sites, right? If you think about it, like, imagine if we didn't have, like, the overprotective kind of safety team to do that. Imagine how cursed people would think mine sites are because people aren't acting safely and people keep getting injured. Like, if you put yourself in a situation where it's likely you are going to get injured, like, I don't know, strapping yourself to a mechanical fucking device. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, people are like, it's cursed. But I think the biggest thing on this movie set was people being strapped to things. <laughs> <laughs> like, something that goes in different directions yeah, and then straps her in there and she's... <laughs> And they didn't have a safe word. As soon as I was like, I watched the, to get a lot of these, not all of these, but a lot of the information I watched, uh, it's uh, Shudder's Cursed, I think it's Cursed Films, it's called. It's like a series on Shudder and it's really good. It's like full of heaps of information. It's just super interesting. But they were playing the scene and showing the device and you cringe. Like you're watching mm. it and it's like, how can I look at that and go, no, 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 before? Like, why did no one think that? Like when they looked at it. It's the 1970s though. That's what I mean. She was probably smoking and stuff. Yeah. Cigarette break. Cursed rating out of 10, George. What are you giving it? I'm going to go with a four. Yeah, so this is off Josh? when the ratings yeah. worked around whether we believe it or not, or how cursed we think how it was. How cursed or, you believe it to be based on what oh, you know. Oh, listen, there's a lot. Yeah, I'm with. I'm probably a three. I think that's just. Three? Yeah, I think it's a lot of negligence and a lot of. I gave mm. it. I gave it a two. Yeah, mm. I see. was just like uh, the fire was weird, but the fire's um, cool. Someone's probably smoking. The fire's cool, but do we? I mean, there's someone saying everything but the bed. It could have been like, you know, a quarter in the corner that burned around the bed. They're like, everything but the bed. <laughs> it could have been, but what if it wasn't? Well, Barry was over there next to the water jug and it didn't burn out. <laughs> yeah. So we got a 9 out of 30 for the, the Exorcist. And it's one of the more popular ones of like the cursed films. The next one we have is The Omen from 1976. You all seen that? No. Is that the boy 666 mm-hmm. number? That's him. Yeah. Damien. No, Damien. Damo. <laughs> this is why you requested it. it. Oh my God. It's, it's him. <laughs> so similar to The Exorcist, the subject matter of the film, The Omen, was believed to have created a curse. So they actually had like a religious advisor when they started filming it because obviously they want to know like religious history of the devil or whatever and he was like mm, probably wouldn't <laughs> he was like don't know, don't know well, about this my foods. advice is no yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean no, no. just no <laughs> but he said he said the exact same thing he's like when you start you'll find that when you start talking about these topics or start start making movies based on them or just anything when you delve too much you call it out yeah, and yeah. It, and he's it, like it I'm gonna the Pope <laughs> <laughs> In the omen, a woman gives birth to a stillborn baby boy. Before the woman realizes a child has died, her husband switches the baby with an orphan who turns out to be the Antichrist, oh, Damien. This is off to a bad start already. So this is why everyone's like, if you shave his head, there'd be three sixes on it. It's like 666, sign of the devil. So why do people believe the movie to be cursed? Well, two cast members were traveling on two separate flights when both planes were struck by lightning. So they were traveling around the same time not the same day or anything, but both, like, how often does that happen? In each car, like, it was struck by lightning. And then Gregory Peck, so he's the actor who plays the husband, he changed his flight plans last minute, and the flight he was supposed to be on crashed during takeoff, killing six people. And I'm not sure if that was the whole flight. Like, I'm not sure if it was, like, a small charter jet or something. Some people say it killed everyone on board, and some people say six people, but six people might have been everyone on board. And the crazy thing about it, too, is the pilot that was flying the plane, crashed it on takeoff and crashed it into a car that was leaving the airport, which was his wife and kids. No. Mm-hmm. Was it kill- what killed him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is getting pretty... 
Yeah. So that's weird, hey? So while staying at a hotel in London, the producers narrowly avoided an IRA bombing. So I think they were staying in a hotel that the restaurant, they'd gone eaten at the restaurant or something. I think this is roughly what it is. And then they left and not long after they left, the restaurant was bombed or something there was bombed and they narrowly avoided. They were just in the area that was bombed and then they left. So it sounds really lucky so far. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So Lee Remick, who plays Catherine, the mother, she actually stalled the car during the zoo scene and baboons really did attack the car. Do you know about that scene? There's like a scene and it's like one of those drive through zoos Yeah. and the animals are outside your car. She actually really stalled the car in that scene and, and the that's baboons part of the movie all, as well. yeah, came up and attacked the car. So you don't really need to be cursed. Car, baboons yeah. are just crazy. <laughs> well, yeah. the animal handler on the set during that scene was attacked and eaten by a tiger just after filming rap. He had allegedly left his cabin door open and the tiger was able to gain entry and maul him. Oh, that's So the tiger up. got out of its cage, went to his cabin, the door was open and went in and killed him and ate him. At first they said it, it was reported to be lions, but they also they, there were more substantial reports that it, it was tigers. Sus. Or a tiger. Sus. Yep. So the special effects artist John Richardson and his fiancée were involved in a car accident which resulted in his fiancée being decapitated replicating a similar scene of decapitation in the film. The accident was said to have occurred near a sign that read Omen with two M's, 66.6 kilometres. No, no, that's true. That's true. Well, that's true. This is a 10 on the Richter scale. (laughs) (laughs) That's obviously good. So what do you reckon? On the the cosometer, what are we looking at? I'm going eight. That is, yeah, yeah, I was thinking eight. That's if you, like, you could break it down. Like these flights, they happen over the course of, say, a decade. Or were they all roughly around the same... Year they were during or just before production. It was them like flying to location. From that's what I got from right it. Right, and that fact that that crashed and hit his. So he just missed it. Yeah. Uh, was that the same one? He no. changed his plans right before. So separate again, a, a different flight. Gregory Peck changed his plans right before he was going to go on that flight, and then he went the flight that crashed and ki- like killed the pilot and then his family. He was going to go on it and last minute change his plans. Kind of lucky. That's very fluky though to hit that Lucky lucky for him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Lucky for his family. Right? And the chick that got decapitated. In the same sort of way as... And it was Omen, O-M-M-E-N. And it was in, like it was in England in the countryside and it was like 66.6 kilometres. Apparently that's true. I want to know how the idiot just leaves the door open and a tiger walks in. That's what I'm saying. That sounds sus. Where's the airlock? (laughs) He's in his cabin though. It's like... What's the cabin doing in the tiger's pen? It's not in the tiger's pen. The tiger got out of its pen. Oh, so the tiger got out of its pen as well. Yeah. And he left. Well, he probably leaves his door open because the tiger's in a pen. It's not fair if he leaves his door open. The tiger's left <laughs> its door open. <laughs> tiger just walks in. So how do you want to handle this? I just like, hey, I just like going through doors. But now that you're here, <laughs> just, I just I never got to because they're always locked, and I just it's open. So here I am. Freedom has never felt so good. <laughs> oh man. But yeah. Or tasted. Or is it just a whole bunch of coincidences? Man, that's that's pretty. Like, you can grab information, jam it together, and make it sound so cool like you just did. I'm hoping it's all, like... It's not a question. ...happened that yeah. way. It's not like, you know, you can turn a story into something. But if, if that if everything you just said was it, pretty... From what I gather, from my source, which yeah, again was Shutter. that's pretty... Then, I mean, yeah. how do you... What do you say there? This you is also coming from, like, the producers and cast and crew. This is where this information is coming from as well. Yeah, no. I, the people pretty, on the film. Yeah, that's free. That's freaky. That's, that's, too, that's too much. That's too much to be coincidence. All of it. Have they interviewed the tiger? They did a little boy let him out. <laughs> it's, it's a fucking tiger from Pooh. I'm looking for Pooh. <laughs> Pooh bear. He um, fell in my mouth. 
So I gave it a <laughs> yeah. six out of ten. I was like, I was being, I was quite reserved with what I gave things. I was just, but this one to me, I think, was my favorite for curses. I was like, bitch, you curse. Well, just you only know, get on as far as a six. Yeah, now I have to do maths in my head to try and figure out what eight plus eight plus six is. What's well, sixteen twenty two? Now that is a curse. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> so 22 out of 30. So she's fucking leading the pack. The next movie is The Crow. Uh, have you yes. heard of The Crow? Yes. 1994. Lovely little familiar. dark number. It's, I hate have crows. They're it? terrifying. Oh, you don't even know what it is. So They're smart. They're so They're smart. smart. I love crows. Mm. That is a good tattoo. I hate crows. That's why I have a tattoo of a two-headed crow. Mm. Makes me smarter. <laughs> Your Just le- left arm feels pretty smart. <laughs> <laughs> They're taking up all my brain space. <laughs> There's two of their heads. Uh, so the crow is about a man called Eric who was murdered and subsequently resurrected by a crow to seek revenge on those involved in his a death. A crow resurrected him. Mm-hmm. It's based well. on a comic book. It's mm. really good. You should watch it. It's very dark. Uh, uh, mate, the Matrix took a lot of inspiration from it. From from the crow? Yeah, even if a, a specific scene, they almost like pretty much replicated it in the Matrix. Was there a karate scene where the crow was fighting over crows? No. It's not a crow. He doesn't <laughs> yeah, come back sorry. as a crow. Like, sorry, I'm just... <laughs> I'm like, oh, I can't dear. Tell if, yeah, I can't tell if you're serious or not. I can't tell if I'm serious. So none of you guys haven't seen no. it? No. I haven't seen it. I've heard a lot about it though. Yeah. So the crow gives us plenty of material to find a curse if you're looking for one. When filming began, an anonymous voicemail was left on a phone belonging to a producer demanding the film not be made. So kind of similar to The Exorcist, except it's like 1994 and not 1973. So, <laughs> so things you get like a contraption you get swung in is safer. <laughs> probably not. Yeah, probably it's not, still, no. It's still, the still a while industry. to go. <laughs> so uh, two set electricians reversed their cherry picker into live wires. One of them was rushed to hospital with second and third degree burns, which resulted in him losing both his ears. That's how bad it was. So that was one. So shortly after this, a devastating hurricane swept through, destroying the entire set. So at this time, rumours in the industry began to swirl about that the crow was cursed. A production assistant addressed these rumours, stating that accidents had happened, but it wasn't like anyone had died. So I think you... Lost both his ears. (laughs) It's not my ears. It's cares? fine. <laughs> yeah. So I think for a second, you, in a minute, you're going to understand where you know this movie from. So Brendan Lee played Eric. So mm. Brendan Lee is the son of Bruce Lee. Yes. Right. So Brendan Lee dies after being shot with what was supposed to be a blank. Oh, I have heard During that. Yeah. filming. Yeah. Yes. So I found this super interesting because I'd heard of this That's before. murder. Yeah. Rose, murder. (laughs) Well, they had pretty much filmed all the scenes, and this was the last one they were filming, which was his actual death in the movie. So, this idea that he comes home and there's like these thugs in his house, like with his fiance, I think it's his fiance, and they're like going to kill her, and he comes in with the groceries or whatever. And one of the guys turns to him and shoots him with a gun. So, Walks in with, so he dies with a bag of groceries. Yeah, probably that milk wow. is like, I haven't seen it for ages, but it's like kind of that vibe. They're all in there robbing them and doing whatever. And they give the guy, the actor, a prop gun and it's got a blank in it and he's just going to shoot him. So they shoot him and he drops and they're like, you know, scene. Jeez, he's good. Yeah. <laughs> Great acting. I can't acting. wait to see his next movie. <laughs> oh, well, he doesn't get back up. And then they go over there and they realise, hey, he's been shot. They take him to hospital and he, he dies some hours later. So, so he's dead from this. That's, oh, that's got to be murder. Who's well, got the... Who goes, he is, here's the blanket? I think it is, but it's like negligence as but well. But it wasn't, it it wasn't a real, real bullet though, was it? It was a... So 
what they do apparently in the film industry with like prop guns is they've got a clip that they put in the gun and the top bullet is called a dummy bullet. So it looks like a bullet, but they take out the gunpowder. So you can't, so it doesn't fire. Launch it. You can't launch it. But they forgot to take the primer out. So what happens is you've got the top bullet is this dummy bullet and the rest are blanks. So they, it was a prop gun that had been used somewhere else. So the dummy bullet had already been fired. And what happened is, because they forgot to take the primer out, the bullet got lodged. It was enough force to lodge it, the, the dummy into the barrel. So what you've got now essentially is a gun. hollow point <laughs> lodged in the prop gun. <sighs> Next bullet up is the blank. So the blank has enough gunpowder to give the muzzle flash. And when you fire the blank with a dummy bullet already in the barrel it sends it enough force that it would have gone through i think in the movie i was watching it was like two bits of plywood like shot straight through no problems and eventually stopped so it had enough force to to shoot and kill someone to get inside him really and that's what happened they didn't check the barrel of the gun to see that a dummy bullet because i'm assuming it's like that you props you prop goes back in prop warehouse this movie signs the prop out and then uses it in their movie they didn't check apparently yeah. safety was like a really big issue yeah, obviously in the film really industry. Hasn't changed. they didn't check the barrel there was a a essentially a hollow point bullet in the barrel and then the when the blank went off it fired the bullet out of the barrel and it killed him that's crazy but oh. see bruce lee also died on set of his last movie and there was heaps of like things swirling around that saying that he it was like a hit by the chinese mafia and i think it ended up being like drug related Somehow, I didn't look too much into it, but apparently there was also a curse in the Lee family that the firstborn son would always die an early death. And Brendan Lee was the firstborn as well. So Bruce Lee died young. And when I think Brendan was only very little. And then Brendan died as well on film, same as his dad did. So, yeah. That's pretty... Um, well, that's... Uh, yeah, what are we looking at in the cosmetic? Oh, cosmetic? I'm going to give it a, like a two. Yeah. Yeah, see, I'm negligence again. Like, because you got the what? What do you got? Your electricians. They backed yes. into live wires. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shit, <electric. Duh. laughs> It's gonna happen. A hurricane. That's weather. Mm-hmm. They should have got their bomb radar out and had a look. It's well, 1994, but okay. <laughs> there was no. We- what are the old man? <laughs> there was what no weather man in 1994. <laughs> feeling on my bones. You gotta have an old man. I don't there. think it was like you fucking. You whip your phone out. <laughs> You'd have to to dial up the internet. Oh, the wind's getting a little bit hefty here. What do you reckon? Actually, I don't think there was internet in 1994, was there? 94? I don't know. That was three years after I was born. I remember dial up in primary school. Yeah. Um, and do you remember when you were you were on like MSN and then the, the you would, phone would well, ring? Well, you would know the phone was it was about to drop out because your music would stop playing. Mm. And like here it goes, and it'd be, and it'd be like pa, and you'd be like get off, like mm. uh, yeah, ringing for two minutes, and then it takes ten minutes yeah. to sign back Is up. Is the hate dry I enough to want, bail yet? I just want to say I I'm love you, kids. I'm talking to my away, crush. <laughs> sign in, sign out, sign in, sign out. <laughs> I gave it a I gave it a three. Josh, what do you? I'm going two. There's just like George said, weather. I think it's cursed. And they actually talk about in the movie like how kind of like they found it quite offensive that people kept saying it was cursed. Yeah, well, it's easy to say that when you. I mean, it was was a hurricane coming. Here comes the curse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's what it was. It was the electricians and the hurricane, and then they were calling it a curse after that. And then you pick I, every little thing yeah. that happens. But, and like I said, I think it's different if someone at the start did some crazy ritual and was like, I'm cursing this film set. Then you're like, fuck, that's pretty cursed. Like, yeah. people died. But yeah. no one said anything. No, They were just had one little voicemail that was like, oh, I demand you don't make this film or something like that. You shouldn't make it. Yeah. No, I think it's... You can make anything a curse after yeah. listening to all this. You could be like, 
you could say to me, I curse you, and I drive out and get a flat tire. I'm like, oh, the curse. That's what it, <laughs> but I could have probably exactly. d- driven out with a flat tire anyway. But, but you, the curse has to come first. You have to know about the curse. Like, it has to be established, I feel, for it to be a curse. You can't just be like, oh, someone must have cursed me. No, it's, it's all good to put everything together at the end and then call it a curse. Mm-hmm. you got to call it. It's like shooting a three-point. I can't come off the backboard. <laughs> I'm just going to say going forward, if people, like, I was like, I've gained weight. Someone cursed me. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Probably. It's not my own fault. Blame it's, the, like, curse. the curse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, there's people who can't take, like, uh, what do you call it? Responsibility for their actions. I just, like, it's a curse. No, sweetie. I think it's you. <laughs> if you want to keep talking about this curse, I'll get you. Okay. So the next film I have is The Poltergeist. Please, someone tell me you've seen any of these. Films. I have seen the Poltergeist. They're the, here. The, yeah, when it first came. It's, it's got to do with the TVs. It goes. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Sure. I, I saw that a lot. No, I haven't seen it. That but was I'm with bit... Josh. I knew that movie went. It's a. <laughs> yeah. That's the. Whenever you say. Yeah. She get puts white her hands noise, on the TV. But when you say get white noise no. every time, I think of that. Just a side note. Have you got white noise yet? No. Jude, no. I sent an app to Beck. You need. Holy Julie, do you need to get on that white noise? I can't even hear Juniper when she cries. She's in the bedroom next door to me. I like it that I'd way. Rather, <laughs> Not gonna lie. I'd rather a drug addiction than a white noise addiction. <laughs> it is a drug addiction. <laughs> you can't you, sleep. you actually like I can sleep without it. It's, it's <laughs> I can do it if I, I want to. <laughs> I just don't want to. <laughs> yeah. You don't get addicted to things because then you have to quit them. That's my Yeah. <laughs> anybody out there, if you if you're worried about addiction, just try not to get addicted because if you get addicted, then you can't have it no more. <laughs> that's that's the sad part. So never have fun. Because you'll have to quit it one day. <laughs> Pretty much. So Poltergeist is about a house that becomes haunted by an evil spirit that abduct the youngest daughter of a family that's recently moved in. So they move into like this nice house. Oh, wow, is it brilliant? It's so wonderful. It's got a dishwasher. And then shit. Yeah, shit starts happening. So there's like a mom, a dad, a son and two daughters. Um, so there's like a teenage daughter and a little girl. Um, during one scene, the son is strangled by this creepy clown, which again, scary movie too. You know that clown. That's like heaps creepy. And then the clown tries to get away from the black guy. And then oh, he, he grabs it. He's in bed, isn't yeah. he? He's yeah. in bed, yeah. yeah. So that was inspired by Poltergeist. So during that scene where he's strangled by the clown, the kid, like the kid actually gets strangled. Like he's getting strangled and they're not really sure how that happened. But he, the kid's like... The, the, like was the clown strangled. real in the movie? Like was it an actor doing it? Or was I don't it a know. I don't they remember. They didn't actually elaborate, but he just apparently really got strangled. <laughs> it's like the actor just wouldn't let go. <laughs> really hate this kid. <laughs> <laughs> you ate my sandwich. It's <laughs> all right, guys. It's just the curse. <laughs> I, I wanted the last roast beef. Now there's only egg and lettuce left. <laughs> oh, shit. So, so that, yeah. So Dominique Dunn plays the older daughter and then Heather O'Rourke plays the little girl who gets Sorry, abducted. what did Dominic do? Dominique. <laughs> fuck off, Josh. <laughs> You're such a dad. Sorry. <laughs> So on October 30, 1982, the same year Poltergeist is released, Dominique is strangled by her violent boyfriend. She slips into a coma and dies five days later. So that's the teenage daughter in the film. So while filming the third installment of Poltergeist, Heather O'Rourke, the little girl, dies after a misdiagnosed bowel obstruction causes her to have a heart attack. So Whoa, there's a lot going on there. I think she was um she was like diagnosed with something like Crohn's disease or something. And then she uh, turned out it was like a congenital defects. Like she had a bowel obstruction and because of the obstruction, she, she had like, I think like remnants would like remain and then it would get into her blood and she became septic. Yeah. And she started like um, exhibiting flu-like symptoms and she had a heart attack. So they took her to the hospital and they 
operated on her and then she went into cardiac arrest again in the hospital and she died. So that was a congenital defect. Also, one of the actors in the said the second movie ended up dying of, I think, stomach cancer. So the second poltergeist, he did. So the idea that poltergeist was haunted comes from a scene where Dominique Dunn slips into a muddy, unfinished swimming pool that is also occupied by skeletons. So it's like raining, she's in the pool and all these, like there's water in the bottom of the pool and all these skeletons start popping up. So the effort and um, they, the rumor was that the skeletons were real. And that they were imported by from India. A real bunch. Well, that's easy. They just go pick them out of the what's that river? That big one. They just dump them bodies in. Is that true? Yeah, I didn't know about that. They just let the bodies go. What is it? The Gan- Ganji? 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 Yeah, the Ganji River. The I river didn't know that. There was bodies in it. Yeah. Do they drink out of that river too? Well, probably. This is why <laughs> we the need people that got dumped in there, dude. <laughs> Cycle of life. So it was like the, this is where the idea of the rumor comes from. It was like these real Indian bodies were used. Like people like talk about these Indian bodies, but it's like, I think people get confused and think people are saying like Native American. Mm. No, like Indian, like from India. And when the SFX guy was- <laughs> That's good qu- to know. <laughs> and when the SFX guy was questioned about it, he was just like, I'm really offended that people think that these skeletons are like, that these real skeletons have caused the issue. People use real skeletons in movies all the time. So yes, can confirm they were real skeletons. Well, there you go. You just go down to whatever, like he, there's like apparently- Your local I'm, graveyard. I'm dumb, and- no, 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 no. I'm dumb for not knowing this, I feel like. But like same place where like medical people would get skeletons from for like hospitals or like- fucking college or whatever or school so you can like there is it's like you donate that, your body yeah. to whatever and then that's what they were they were skeletons they, he didn't state where he got them from but it's they better were say does he go somewhere online just be like type it up and be like oh this is it's the, too expensive in this australia this is like, <laughs> this is like uh, 1982 or 20% something 1981 <laughs> buy 10 get 10 free he corresponded by letter phone <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so they were real uh, Indian skeletons, and that's where the curses had said to have come oh, okay. from. Imagine chucking them in the pool for the set, like just touching the real skeletons. I'm oh. sure they don't have. Have you never? Touched- say, I'm sure they're dead. I mean, they're not gonna. <laughs> they're not happy it's, about it's it. Not, it's not like a duck. You don't have to like deep feather it or anything. <laughs> just like one wisp of hair still on the. Like just, oh, they come as bodies. We're gonna have to skin it before we put them in. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fish. Make sure you debone it. <laughs> So what do you reckon on the cosometer? Oh, uh, I'll go a stupid superstitious bastard. Yeah, I'll I'll go three. I'm gonna go one. I want a two. Six out of thirty. So she's pretty low too. So this one, next one is pretty hectic. I actually remember watching this as a young teenager. And I, at the time, I was like, it's going to be lame. Like, wrong turn is the epitome of horror. Oh, and it still is. <laughs> you dare tell me otherwise. None of the sequels. Oh, God, doesn't it go down here? That's what I think mm-hmm. some people are like, oh, my God, like, The Exorcist is not scary. I'm used to, what, like, wrong turn five. That's horrible. It's like, wrong it's turn is real. It could happen. The, it is. This is what, this is a life <laughs> we live. This, we live wrong turn. Our grandparents live across the road. My parents live next door. Aunties, uncles there, fucking Shawnee and Daryl. Like we know do everybody. Do you kill people and throw a barbed wire along the road? Um, are our grandparents not related? I don't want to go there. <laughs> they do. They tell everyone. <laughs> they went there. <laughs> oh, they didn't know when they were married, apparently. But so yeah, d- We are wrong turn. We're Australia's just, wrong turn. Just, just quickly don't kill though, people. they're making a new wrong turn movie of the original. Doesn't look too uh, bad. Yeah. No, it actually, I saw the trailer, but trailer, you could just have a really good editor. The trailer, well, I didn't think the trailer was that good, to be honest. I just saw... A, it was, okay, I'm sorry. I'm holding it to the standards of the sequels. 
Oh. It can't get worse. No, 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 it'd be better than the sequels, but it just mm. looks like there's just... And every sequel got worse, each one. Who are they making? I watch it and I'm like, who the fuck sits here and enjoys this? Mm. Like, if you enjoy this, stop. Like, go into a cave and stay there because you don't deserve to be with society. The stop di- making these films. <laughs> the director's literally just like, mm, blood and boobies. That'll get them. <laughs> I don't think, and like... It does. I'm like a great writer or like anything like that. Like I, I'm under no fucking persuasion that, that I am, but I can a hundred percent guarantee you I could make a better fucking product with that and my a webcam. I'll hold my laptop and walk around with my yeah. laptop and use a webcam and I will make a the scary movie. Yeah, that's what I was say. Wrong turn is the oh, it's the epitome of terrible. Those sequels are bad. Why mm. do but I like movies like, you know, like the ones that are just supposed to be awful, like Sharknado. Like, it's supposed to be bad. You know what, what I mean? What do they call it? They call it... Oh. It's like a B movie, but, like, it's supposed to be bad. There's a word for them. I can't remember. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're shit, but they're, like, aware. They're self-aware. So it makes it more fun than people that actually put out a movie that's supposed... That they're like, ooh. And yeah. it's like, it's not. It's and not I, scary. And I tried watching Sharknado with that thought, thinking, it's made to be stupid, Josh. Give it a chance. And then at the start, I was like, no, nah, I'm done. <laughs> Turn yeah. it off. I'm yeah. like, no, nah, no. Nah. It's, it's pretty bad, yeah. So we now have Rosemary's Baby. So this was filmed in 1968. Have you ever heard about it? Yeah, I've heard about it, but mm. I don't think I've seen it. No, I've okay. seen it. Did you say 68? Mm-hmm. I have definitely not seen that. It was like Dad was three years old when this was filmed. <laughs> Imagine Dad three years old chasing cats, <laughs> something <laughs> eating their tails. No, he didn't. I'm just saying maybe he did. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So I'm putting words allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> Rosemary's Baby is a movie about a woman who gives birth to a baby she believes to have been fathered by Satan himself. So at first she's like pregnant or whatever and then um, she starts having these fucking weird dreams. The neighbours are super weird and her baby's eyes glow yellow. It sounds like every day neighbours are super weird, weird dreams. My neighbours are hectic weird, eh? <laughs> my baby's cursed. <laughs> so now the this, devil got me. <laughs> this movie has quite a few heavy incidents associated with like leading the belief that it is in fact cursed. So right after the movie was released, the guy who scored the film fell off a cliff and slipped into a coma, never regaining consciousness. Because this was right after it was released in like the summer and then in autumn that happened. So the following year, William Castle, a producer on the film, was hospitalised for kidney stones. During his hospitalisation, he hallucinated scenes from Rosemary's Baby yelling for Rosemary to drop a knife. He eventually recovered, but he stepped away from Hollywood after that. Apparently he was like, Rosemary, drop the knife. He was like acting out scenes in the film. Like he was like hallucinating them. And it was like the following year. So some time had passed and he that's no. where his headspace was. Mm. In So the director of the film was Roman Polanski. You've probably heard of him before. Yeah, yep. He's a creep. He like... Isn't he the fella in, oh, who killed himself? Maybe. No. Nah, God, I went off the wrong track. He's now. like... In the, he's like <laughs> so the, disappointed in myself. <laughs> he's on like the same page as Woody Allen. He like fucked a 13-year-old. Like he's kind of like a pedophile rapist. But anyway, allegedly. We no, that, kind of like either is or he isn't. I'm pretty sure he did get... Like, no, he did. He was... He did it. Like he did it. He... he it happened. Like it 100% happened. And I think he fled to like Italy because... He raped it. a 13-year-old girl yep. and then fled. Mm-hmm. So it happened. Yeah. Right, so he's in trouble. Yeah. Mm. So, <laughs> but he's not on trial here. <laughs> in August 1969, Roman Polanski's wife was Sharon Tate. She was brutally murdered by the Manson family while she was eight months pregnant. Oh, I've heard this. Yeah. I heard this not long ago. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, once upon a time in Hollywood, kind of. She company. was like an up and coming actress. actress. Yes. Yeah. So she was eight months pregnant. Her and she some was friends actually good. Her she house. was pretty good looking. 
Not that it has anything to do with it. I was about to say, yeah, it's well, such a terrible such thing. such a tragedy. <laughs> no, when I say, no, when I say that, I mean like <laughs> she was young. Like, she, was she, was, she was young. She was young and beautiful. <laughs> it is. It's just like so much more tragic when they're pretty, Josh, right? She, she had it's a nice eyes. It's that ugly who fucking cares, right? Like no loss to society. Well, you're putting out of my mouth. I'm just saying she was a very good looking girl. She was eight months pregnant. Damn, and it is so sad. Like She was pregnant. Yeah. Mm. When she was like, she was like begging them to take her hostage instead and wait for her child to be born before they killed oh, her. That's pretty messed and up. And they fucking killed her instead. Like, and um, at the crime scene, they got a rag and soaked it in blood and they wrote Helter Skelter on the wall. So Helter Skelter, they fucking misspelled it to the dumbasses. So Helter Skelter was a song by the Beatles and John Lennon was a member of the Beatles and he was murdered out the front of the Dakota apartment building, which was the same building where Rosemary's baby was filmed. So Roman Polanski's wife and unborn child was murdered Helter Skelter was wrote on the wall. It was a song by the Beatles. The Beatles, John was John Lennon was part of the Beatles, and then he was murdered out the front of the Dakota. Which so was now we're just going all down every it's avenue. A fucking circle. Yeah. Mm. Time is a circle. Whose friend's neighbor drowned in a pool? That but had that's a I smell conspiracy. <laughs> but that's what it is. That it isn't that what it is? It's all these things that are like casually. Yeah. Like yeah. It's not. What else have we got? Oh wait, John Lennon was part of that band, and he also was like. Mm. But <laughs> well, they spelled it wrong. That's, that's Rosemary's baby. Fucking idiots, hey. Like, you, they wouldn't have had a phone back then at Google and just go, hey, just, just get it right. It is actually so... I was never really overly interested in, like, the Manson family. And then I listened to... I think the last podcast on the left did a heap of episodes on it. And it is actually so interesting. Like, Manson himself is so interesting. Like, just how he was able to fucking... This little troll was able to just get all these bitches to fall in love with him. Yeah. And commit murder. He actually didn't murder anyone. No, he didn't, did he? No. Got it all done for he him. He was the one that he was able to convince them. And even when they're in jail, they're like, fucking that Manson's dick, it's awesome. Like, they do, they fucking didn't care. Mm. What's he, going on there? And he was That's actually, he made music and everything. So the idea of why they chose Sharon Tate's house was because a music producer had lived there and he had, like, dropped off a record or whatever it was at the time, like a sample of his work. And he was actually, a, like some of his stuff slaps, hey. And the Slap, is this a new word for good? It's not new. Slaps. It's probably old. I'm probably too old to say A light it. slap though, like a heavy one's not good. Oh, it's not good. Like no. Sorry, bad, Josh. Like a big it's slap. positively gay. <laughs> <laughs> so like uh, happy or? <laughs> oh my God. So the record producer turned him down. And that's why he sent them to the house. He was like, go and kill the people in this house. And when they got there, he didn't live there anymore. It was Sharon Tate. And that's why they were selected. It wasn't really random. Uh. There was also another house and people got murdered. But Manson didn't actually murder anyone, I don't think. No. He was just kind of like, oh, you guys did it? <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> I was kind of kidding. <laughs> Miscommunication. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's really interesting. So that, what are we giving that on the cursometer? Cursometer. Which I'll go three. Yeah, I'm going to go two. I'll I not... gave it a six. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's disappointing. Six, <laughs> six, seven, eight, nine, ten. What are we doing? Yeah, I'm not using my fingers. Shut up. So the winner, by unanimous, I don't think that word's right. Tiger. <laughs> the tiger did <laughs> that's it. That's what I remember from was a cool yeah. tiger. Tiger did it. The Exorcist got nine out of 30. So I think it came in second or third place. The it was the omen wins. The omen wins with twenty two out of thirty by a lot, like double anything else. Why? Well, because yeah, that was the one with the plane crash, like crash into its family's car and shit, stuff. Yeah. Like if all that's legit, I can't tear that apart. No, 
Not even I can tear it apart. I'm super negative. I'm it's like, just a are we going to find you in like a week with one of those boards and there's going to be string everywhere? Do we leading the photos <laughs> like and stuff? The dude from Dream It's catches. Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Charlie, like. Yeah. <laughs> I found a way. Yeah. <laughs> Come check out my Ouija board, man. Someone talk to me. You three-year-old's just crying. <laughs> Daddy, I want the robot back. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got an honourable mention, which is the 2005... The 2005 remake of Emmanuelville Horror. You know the one with Ryan Reynolds? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never seen it, but I, have, I do know it. So a corpse washed up on the shore of the lakeside of the movie set. Well, just before filming started. Well, just just rocked up. Dead person. Hello. That was the old mate that was getting the bones for the other set. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Wrong set. <laughs> so he washed up and then apparently the cast and crew would often wake up at 3.15am every night after filming. So they'd all wake up at exactly 3.15am. Is there an alarm set for... shit that's what it was no and then apparently Ryan Reynolds the reason why he did end up doing the movie was because when he would read the script every time he got to like a really tense part in the script his pants would fall off a coat hanger I thought it was weird he puts pants on a coat hanger that's, well, they don't, probably wouldn't go on properly. That's why they're falling off. <laughs> My pants get folded in a wash basket that then ends up on the floor two weeks later when I'm digging through the wash basket for other clothes. <laughs> yeah, so that that's... A body that's just washed up. Yeah, story, yeah. It's just like creepy it. stuff. Like A lot of it can be um, put down to just coincidence <clears throat> and that, but there's a lot there that, holy shit, that's way too much. I don't know. I believe, pers- I believe in curses to an extent, but I believe all this film stuff. I feel it. And it's especially like, they talk about it in the TV series that I was looking at it. And, but it's like, why is it all horror movies? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's always horror movies. Like, yeah, I'm like sure you heaps take of bad movie. shit happens yeah. on any movie set, but because of horror movies. Yeah. Curse. Go to a normal movie now and just go, <coughs> curse. And then all of a sudden they'll be like, oh, geez, this happened. That Maybe guy. it's just like the vibe of it. Everyone's vibe and yeah, just everyone's... horror. What if I set? curse one of you guys and then we see what happens? Then I'll just start thinking about all the, all the negative things that ha- will happen. I'll be like, I've already done that to me. <laughs> I wake up and you've got like a knife. Yeah. Take it back, bitch. You're, I'm sorry. <laughs> your alarm literally goes off in the morning. Oh, yeah. Fucking I'll be, at, I'll be at the pub at two o'clock in the morning. People ring me and go, Where are you? Ah, oh, Bree got me again. <laughs> it's Bree, babe. It's the curse. <laughs> Can't help it. Everything. So you had some cursed objects, George. <clears throat> yeah, I've got some cursed ob- objects that movies are based on. So the first one I've got here is the Dybbuk box. This comes from the movie Possession. I don't know if... Have you guys seen Possession? I've not seen it. I had it on my list to investigate, but because I hadn't seen it, I was like, better not. And then I couldn't (laughs) pronounce whether it was Dybbuk or Dybbuk. I wasn't sure. So I was like, if I can't pronounce it, I ain't gonna go near it. It took me a while. Then I was like, Dybbuk, Dybbuk. No, Dybbuk sounds familiar. I've heard Dybbuk before. Then you're like, I'm ready. You realise it's just Dymics, which is the bookstore. I was thinking that too. (laughs) So the story begins when Jason Haxton first heard about the supposedly haunted box from a young man working at a museum. So this young man was from Kirksville Medical School, where Haxton served as a director. The young man told Haxton his roommate possessed a haunted Jewish wine cabinet, which he decided to sell on eBay. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't I hold just that one can't in. keep drinking. I can't <laughs> stop drinking. It's possessed. Muzzle tough. I love how it's always a possessed like sorry a possessed <clears throat> box. It's like literally just talking about his girlfriend. <laughs> Possessive box. Yeah. <laughs> So he decided to sell on eBay after experiencing an insect infestation, hair loss, and mysterious odours. So let's give it to someone else and not destroy it. Well, this is what he does. According to the eBay listing titled Dybbuk Haunted Jewish Wine Cabinet Box, how could you resist? So he listed it like that too. And sorry, is it only the one or are there multiple ones or like originated from this guy's one? This guy's one. Like is a Dybbuk a thing that's not haunted? No, a Dybbuk is is a... um, 
like a supernatural entity kind of thing, okay. like a spirit. Okay, so like it's an a evil supernatural spirit. box. A yeah, so like, and this you're saying Jewish. It's like the Jewish religion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the owner of the furniture refi- refinishing business had purchased the box at the estate sale of a Holocaust Holocaust survivor who lived in Oregon. It contained several objects, including old coins, locks of hair, Canceled. and a wine goblet. Cancelled hair. Mm. You would not buy now on this. <laughs> Haxton, yeah, definitely a fifty-four-year-old <laughs> married father of two, has an interest in antiques and artifacts. He placed the winning bid of how much do you think this thing was worth? Oh, jeez, the I title was it, super cool, dude. I wouldn't give you my toenails for it. Is it like <laughs> a reasonable price? I'll have a guess if it's a reasonable. Yeah. Do you mean like reasonable by if it was just a normal cupboard, you would pay that for a normal cupboard? Yeah, yeah let's go with that. Oh, how big is it? Antiquey, I guess. I don't know how big the actual cabinet box is. You can fit wine in it, though. You yeah. can fit wine in it. Like a few bottles of wine? I would say, excuse me, it's me beer, but... I would say, excuse <laughs> me. I would say like 40... Oh, nah, it's antique. Mm-hmm. $112. I'd go and... If it's antique... Mm. I'd probably even go, and it's got a really cool title. I'd probably go eight hundred to a thousand. Really, I don't drink wine, so there's no need for it. So that's why yeah. I said one. Bree's a lot closer, so he placed oh, the. Well, win- you remember what it was put on for, too? Yeah. <laughs> like the name of it. You're gonna die. He placed the winning bid of two hundred and eighty dollars in the okay. eBay. Bree was a lot closer. <laughs> he was intending to give this box to a friend, an illusionist who what wanted to use it for his act. What sort of friend is this? The friend refused to take it. <laughs> what sort of a friend is he? <laughs> when you just touched me at first, like, hey, bro, you, you like antique stuff? You like um. Anything Dybbuk? <laughs> Take it. Dybbuk just reminds me in like the Bajan culture, they call ghosts duppies. And I think oh, it's really? so cute. That yeah, is cute Dibbuk for a ghost, isn't it? Duppy. Little duppy? Yeah. <laughs> it's so sweet. Until it kills you. Yeah. Who's going the duppy's killing me. Don't oh, go to the graveyard, there's duppies. Stop possessing me, you silly duppy. <laughs> so Haxton was sceptical of all the stories he had heard about the box until he said similar events befell himself. He said he didn't think it was possible. He was too science-based. All he knew is he had had got this thing and he had got very ill. So after he'd bought it off eBay, he suddenly got very ill. Yeah. He said he tested the box for heavy metals such as mercury and even biohazards trying to find a scientific reason for why he was ill. That's pretty amazing. But the test came back back negative. Came back dibbic. Mm. <laughs> Haunted. <laughs> he, <laughs> well, that's a spirit there, champ. <laughs> he interviewed previous owners of the box and researched dibbics. Haxton also spoke both to both rabbis and scientists who advised the same thing. Put the box in a wooden container lined with gold to neutralise its destructive force. I've heard that. Be it an evil spirit or an electromagnetic field. Lined with gold. I've yeah. heard that because it How can't, much is that it can't cost? get out. It's like a gold field. Like, what do you call this? Yeah, yeah, but... <laughs> Maybe the rabbi gold. had like a gold business. Yeah, give us <laughs> your <laughs> necklace there, bro. Yeah, no worries. Maybe yeah. just get rid of it. Maybe. Haxton did, he said, and his medical problems immediately disappeared. So after he's lined this box with gold... Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, but his financial problems started. Yeah, he's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's, yeah. He felt better, and then he felt a lot worse. I want to be sick again. <laughs> Who needs hair? So in the meantime, the Dybbuk <laughs> box had become an internet legend, and Haxton was receiving non-stop inquiries. The eBay listing got tens of thousands of hits. The website Haxton developed about the box, dybbukbox.com, original, received hundreds of thousands of hits. The Los Angeles Times published an article about the box in July 2004. Soon Hollywood came calling and Haxton sold the rights to his story in the fall of 2004 and Lionsgate re- released the film. I haven't seen it, but now I want to see it. Really yeah, badly. I want to see it too. Well, apparently on the set of it, the whole set burnt down, including the box. Or maybe the box was the only thing that didn't burn down. 
What's that actor's name or supernatural? The dad, uh, Jeffrey D. Morgan, is it? Yeah, his kids got a kid. His kids got PKU. I think he's he in it. He was in it. He was in it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was in the I movie. Know, do you know who he's married to? He's married to the chick of One Tree Hill. Peyton, with yeah. curly hair. And they have a kid with PKU. How crazy is that? Yeah, and that's how I'm related to them. Six degrees of separation. <laughs> Your kid's got PKU. My kid's got PKU too. See you at the PKU retreat. <laughs> so the next one is the Tomb of Tutankhamun. So this one was for the movie The Mummy. Who's Tutankhamun? He was a I'm pharaoh. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> Tutan, Hootan, Rootan, Carmen. Cleopatra, look out. That's why we had he to bury him low. No, I'm pretty sure he was like 12. <laughs> He was, was aged 18, yeah. actually. Oh, was he? Yep. When he died? Yep. Apparently. Right in his prime. <laughs> so late in 1922, the British archaeologist Howard Carter discovered the tomb of Pharaoh Tutankhamun, who died in 1323 BC, aged about 18. So in the Valley of Kings, across from the Nile, um, from Luxor in Egypt, pharaohs had been buried there from centuries, from 16th to 11th century BC. Most of the tombs had been plundered from the early times of Tutankhamun's, was the first to be found almost entirely undisturbed. So no one had been there before. All these other pharaohs had been plundered by like grave robbers and stuff, mm. but his was untouched. untouched. <laughs> the fifth Earl of Carnarvon, a keen amateur Egyptologist who was financing the project, joined Carter and his team to enter the burial chambers. Fuck, that would have been sick. Oh, how oh, cool would it so be? Cool. Why do we get these jobs? Like, Why didn't mum and dad encourage us to be like fucking paleontologists or archaeologists mm. or like whatever Lara Croft is? <laughs> a supermodel <laughs> an actor <laughs> Josh's first love <laughs> damn I wish I was that back <laughs> <laughs> so they entered the burial chambers where they found the young pharaoh's mummified body and a wealth of religious objects wall paintings and inscriptions as well as equipment he would need in the afterlife the discovery created a worldwide press sensation and stories spread about a curse or anyone who dared to break into the pharaoh's tomb. So anyone who broke into there, mm-hmm. apparently there was a curse put upon them. Yeah, so that's what you tell people not to go in there. Yeah. Mm. So the Times in London and New York magazine published the best-selling novelist Mary Corelli's speculations that the most dire punishment follows any rash intruder into the sealed tomb. It was not long before Lord Carnarvon died in Cairo, age 56, and the lights in the city went out, which set off a frenzy of speculation. Arthur Conan Doyle told the American press that an evil elemental spirit created by the priest to protect the mummy could have caused Carnarvon's death. No curse had actually been found in the tomb, so nothing in the tomb on a tablet or anything was prescribed to say. Not five or six jars they just took away with organs in it? Yeah. How <laughs> Very sad similar, is that when you it? say tablet, I just think of like iPad. <laughs> <laughs> he was playing Angry Birds. In <laughs> He's not going to need this. <laughs> what is that? Flappy Fish or whatever that was. What was Flappy, Flappy Bird. I have no idea what that is. Do you remember that one? Sick game. Yeah, or something it was called. Was that game Slap? (laughs) Josh, please don't. I'm starting to right now. You said I'm Matilda. She'd be like rolling her eyes. She rolls her eyes anyway. So no curse had actually been found in the tomb, but deaths in succeeding years of the various members of Carter's team and the real or supposed visitors to the site kept the story alive. Okay, but isn't that... That's it. Because I talk about that with the film one as well. It's like now anything that happens to that person, it's part of the curse. <coughs> that's what I mean. That's so yeah, someone all dies from 90... Like they're like 90 years old now and they died, but they worked... It was like, like a cast member of the say, it's a curse. It's like yeah. it was natural. He died yeah. 95 and he's buried in peacefully. Yeah, the curse yeah, finally every, got to him when he was asleep. Every, it continues everything is now a curse anyone yeah. that anything that happens because it gave it more credence to this because the deaths were like normally violent uh, or okay. like circumstantial to what the, was happening 
So alleged um, victims of the curse include Prince Ali Kamal Afami Bay. Prince Ali? <laughs> Ali Babi, Ali He was of Egypt. <laughs> we just done them was offensive, was it? Probably, I'm very Maybe. sorry. We got it wrong. It, I was just singing Aladdin. Yeah, same. So was I. I just think we got it wrong. Bad timing. <laughs> Who are you offending? Bad, bad timing, perhaps. Princess Jasmine. So he was shot dead by his wife in 1923. Sir Archibald Douglas Reed, who supposedly x-rayed the mummy and died mysteriously in 1924. From so, what, like, what's that you get from being radiation. Yeah, radiation. <laughs> when you say x-rayed the skeleton? The mummy. No, he said it was an X-rated skeleton. <laughs> you could see its nipples. <laughs> he wasn't fully wrapped. Put <laughs> <laughs> some pants on it. <laughs> Sir Lee Stack, the Governor General of Sudan, who was assassinated in Cairo in 1924. Yeah, Sudan though. Arthur Mace yeah. of Carter's That's excavation team, said to have died of arsenic poisoning in 1928. Carter's, he, was that suicide? This, this is all happening within like a decade, like one year after okay. the other kind of thing. Carter's secretary, Richard Bettel, who supposedly died smothered in his bed in 1929. Supposedly smothered. Now, that's creepy, though. That cre- I don't like that because it's like when you get wrapped up in a sheet and you can't yeah. get out. And, well, his father committed suicide a year later, but that's probably just from grief. Most people who worked or visited the tomb lived long lives, but this did not undermine belief in the cause by those who wanted to believe it. See, it's more like people who want to that's believe well, in that's the That's what I think it is. You give something power when you believe in it. So how many people have found him, though? They could be like a couple of hundred or hundred that were part of the team. And that's what, it's yeah. happened to six people. And like this is six like what Jeepers Creepers is based on. If you just don't believe in it and you're not scared of it, it leaves you alone. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm pretty sure he's there all the time. You just don't so be scared just, of him. You're bringing it on yourself, Josh. <laughs> Quit it. <laughs> just sit there waiting for you. too close. You know when you try and make someone laugh? He's like they're trying to make you scared, like Chuk, brr, mock charges, and you're like, "I'm not going to be scared. <laughs> <laughs> I need to smell you." <laughs> so Carter himself angrily dismissed the whole curse as an idea as Tommy rot. Tommy rot. <laughs> oh. But when he died solitary in a miserable, unhappy of Hodgkinson's disease in London flat in March 1939, at the age of 64, the story of the mummy's curse sprang back to life in a. And it has persisted to this day. Yeah, like, yeah. Every time someone dies, they it would come back into. They've done yeah. a thing. Out of all the people, who visited, I think it was like 70 people involved. And even though these people died year after year kind of thing in the, mm. in the time frame of this decade, the average lifespan of all the people together ended up being like 70 years old. Oh, so that's pretty good. So they're saying it's a curse, but in other words, it's not really much different like you said, what the average lifespan of people are. Like you said, it's probably the way they went out. Yeah. I think people die like considered violent deaths more often than not. Like, is a car crash a violent death? You die from, like, cancer. Like, you die from lots of... Like, people die... It's... Like, I mean, dying a natural death is quite rare, mm. isn't it? Mm. I think so. So, maybe it is... Maybe they die a natural death. That's what you've got to look out maybe for. Maybe we're, we're all cursed. Maybe. Yeah, I was cursed the fucking moment I was born. Thanks, Mum and Dad. I didn't ask to be here. Why do I have to pay bills? That's very aggressive, <laughs> but I agree. <laughs> um, i got a one here. The Hope Diamond. So, this one's from Titanic. So at the start of the movie, I think they were like submerging, like looking at the bottom they of the sea. They were searching for the diamond. For the diamond. So this diamond's apparently meant to be cursed. So according to the legend, a it sunk curse, a ship. A it curse, sunk, yeah, yeah. It sunk a ship. A curse attends the owner of the Hope Diamond. The cur- a curse that first befell the large blue gem when it was plucked from an idol in India. A curse that foretold bad luck and death, not only for the owner of the diamond, but for all who touched it. So it's not just who owns it, it's whoever touches it. So they've grabbed, it's worked its way through hands. Yeah. To, yeah, right. It's, it's more that once you let it go kind of thing. Oh, uh, that's bad left, stuff. Yeah, she was you. like alive for like 84 years. And what? She dumped it into the ocean and then she died. Yeah, but she lost. Is it Jack? He wasn't a real character. 
Yeah, but she lost him. Oh, we talk, yeah. I'm <laughs> and she went looking for the diamond. I'm like, yes, keeps, I'm like basic. We're basing all our knowledge off like a fictional, like a somewhat fictional movie. Mm. Oh, it's a curse. With so what happened to people that touched it? So whether or not you believe in curses, the Hope Diamond has intrigued people for centuries. Its perfect quality, its large size and its rare colour make it strikingly unique and it's beautiful. Its fascination is enhanced by variety, varied history, which includes being owned by King Louis Fourteenth. Stolen during the French Revolution, sold to earn money for gambling, worn to raise money for charity, and then finally donated to the Smithsonian Institute where it resides today. I probably, uh, I don't want to say it, but I've been there. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Did you see it? <laughs> no. Nah. I don't know. I just said it to be funny. But, like, I, but I I've been there. <laughs> so one of the legends is the Cartier's legend of the Hope Diamond. So Pierre Cartier was one of the m- most famous Cartier jewelers. And in 1910, he told the following story of Evelyn Walsh McLean and her husband, Edward, the, to entice them to buy the enormous rock. So these guys were really, really rich. Okay. So Can't relate. <laughs> the very wealthy couple were vacationing in Europe when they met with Cartier. According to Cartier's story, several centuries ago, a man named Tavernier made a trip to India. While there, he stole a large blue diamond from the forehead of a statue of the Hindu goddess Sita. For this transgression, according to the legend, Tavernier was torn apart by wild dogs on a trip to Russia. After he had sold the diamond. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Is it? Oh, well, not for him. Yeah, I was going to say, like when he was experiencing, <laughs> mm. he was like, sick. So as soon as he sold the diamond, he gets ripped apart by wild dogs in yeah. Russia. He's like, somebody will find this amazing. This, oh. is, this is just like a, a fable for be greedy and stay greedy. Yeah. Like don't give away your possessions. Yeah, it really well, is. Yeah. Like, don't yeah. give it up. Then so what's the point? Of I'm always looking know, for the social commentary or the secret meaning and shit. So this was the first horrible death attributed to the curse, said Curtia. There would be many more to follow. Cartier told the Maclean's about Nicolas Foguet, a French official who was executed. Princess de Lambale. <laughs> I love the accent, de Lambale. You've got to put yourself into it. <laughs> Beaten to death by a French mob. Louis Fourteenth and Mary, Mary Antoinette were beheaded. In 1908, Sultan Abdul Hamid of Turkey purchased the stone and subsequently lost his throne and his favourite, Saboya. I think during these times where they were coming into possession and losing possession were for in mm. very volatile times for rich people because they'd kept people poor for so long and then the poor people revolted. Uh, hey, he's got a blue stone now. <laughs> That's the tipping point. So the Sultan's favourite, Sabaya, which I'm guessing is like a concubine or something like that. It was a frill. Wore the diamond and was slain. Greek jeweller Simon Monthrodite was killed when he, his wife and child rode, rode over the precipice of a cliff. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's normal. The grandson of Henry Thomas Hope, for whom the diamond is named, died penniless. <laughs> okay, so he just died poor. <laughs> like <have>. everybody. <laughs> Most people. Uh, there was also a Russian count and an actress who owned the stone in the early 20th century and came to bad endings as well. So, Anyone who got the stone and passed it on ended up dying in violent... Where's uh, so the stones in the Smithsonian? It's in the Smithsonian. How like do you reckon if the Smithsonian were like donated it somewhere else or moved it, it would burn down? So this is one that went through Titanic, right? Is this what we're doing? Yeah. So was it on the Titanic? It was on the Titanic. So okay. the iceberg lookout guys obviously touched a little bit and then put Get it back. Get your filthy icy fingers <laughs> off it. She dropped it. She dropped it on the boat. She was dangling it off the edge. <laughs> Grazes the iceberg. Yeah. Okay. Well. So what we've learned is there's lots of curses. Yep. We're all cursed. And hold on to your valuables. <laughs> <laughs> don't donate money. Don't don't get rid of anything. This is why we're hoarders. Like, I'm a legit hoarder, I reckon. I used to keep... I'm not this bad anymore, but I used to keep, like, um, 
like labels of things, like price tags and shit. If I thought they looked cool, like off like a what rusty pencil mean? case, because I used to do a lot of arty shit. I thought I might need it, and then um, when Did you, you ever need one of them. No. <laughs> Still hasn't learned lesson. No, but like when you move house a lot, you end up throwing away a lot of stuff, but then like a bit of a hoarder. You never know when you're going to need it. I need that cord. I don't even know what it is. I don't own a computer. Is that a box that full of like, snakes or cords? <laughs> shit. Like I've just got boxes of shit everywhere, but it is valuable. But it, you know, when it's like Apple, you update your software and you, you can't use it anymore. It's like this shit's valuable, but like, do I really need my Motorola razor? Maybe. I don't even have a SIM card. Just hold on to it until it becomes a relic and then sell it. Yeah. I could do that. Do I really need a Nintendo? Now it's like, oh. I know, do Jeremy. I really need a Charizard Pokemon card? No, no. But now <laughs> Holy I do. shit. How mad are you at that? Do I really need a child? Well, Maybe. When you're, <laughs> you're older, you will. Probably. <laughs> Get ready to wipe my ass, kid. That's what's oh, coming. Grab the bucket. No way. I can't wait to go into <laughs> Man, a bathroom. I can't wait to go into a nursing home. All you get to do, like, Nursing homes, people play bingo. Like, when we're in nursing homes, people will be hooking up, like, the fucking PS2 to play all the old school games. So you just sit there and play video games. You don't need to move out of your bed. How cool would that be? She's making very good points. Very good. It's going to be sick. You'll have people literally bringing you food 24-7. As much pills as you want. Changing your bed sheets. You won't have a fucking chore in the world. You'll be yelling at nurses to charge your controller, even though they're like, it's mind controlled. Now it's like, no. I want to play my Sega. It's VR. This isn't even yeah. real. How I see what's real. They don't even have VR. They just give you enough pills until you... <laughs> <laughs> they just inject it. <laughs> That's That was our thing on curses. I do. You, you don't think you guys are cursed by anything? No, no. I just think stuff happens and you can make excuses for what happens. <laughs> Shit happens. No, every, you need like the plaque in your house in like the cursive. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In this family, we hug each other. Yeah. <laughs> Live, love, love. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, well, that was the welcome to the new year. You're cursed still. <laughs> yeah. It's still a thing. We all still hate sunlight. I had a quick one too. One of my mates, we had we went out Saturday night and it's a do, to do with chip flavour. Now, oh, we ordered some chip. I forget who we put it on the table. Someone put salt and vinegar and plain chips on the table. Mm-hmm. And we we're all like, oh, that's pretty smick in that. And he was like, this is disgusting. Like, nobody's going to want to eat that. He's like, and then he, and we all sort of had a go at him. He, didn't, he thought it was a G up. And then all of a sudden he's like, what's your favourite chip? Flavor and we're, most of us were like salt and vinegar mm. and plain. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you, what's your favorite chip flavor, be? Brie? <laughs> Stop calling me by your wife's name. Um, see, I'm being an Australian's confusing. Just I thought you were talking what's about what's your hot top? chips. That's what's, what I thought you were talking no, about. No, like the Smiths. What's your Smiths chips? Definitely not plain. No, well, see, I'm not plain oh, either. Oh, like but uh, barbecue. Yeah, so I was going to say barbecue or honey sweet chicken. Uh, so they're a little bit odd too. But chicken flavored. Yeah, so that's the one. He he was like chicken flavor. Not one person said it. The barmaid come up and and because he thought it would gene him up, and she, yeah. he's like, "What is it?" And she's like, "Oh, salt and vinegar." And he's like, "This is bullshit." I hate salt and vinegar. Be- Bex favorite chicken. She is loves it? chicken. Yeah, I, 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 I had a packet. Like of happy to hear this. I, I yeah. ate a whole packet of chicken chips one day when she really really wanted them. Oh. It was sitting in the cupboard for about two weeks. She hadn't touched it, and that I went, was "Okay, so painful." It's past a two week period. That should be fine. And I had it. And the day that I had it, she comes home. It's chicken chips. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> My favorite part of all of this is we're all talking about curses and shit and all this, like the stuff we usually talk about. And Josh is like, I've got one. I need, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know, though. <laughs> Chick- I, chicken's good. Like when we used to go to Park and Bappers, we'd have chicken chips all the time. Did we? Yeah, they'd always. Hey, do you yeah, remember that? Yeah. It was like home all, brand. Always chicken. Always chicken chips. Maybe chicken uh, went downhill. Because, like, chicken salt. What do you have on hot chips? Chicken salt. Chicken mm-hmm. salt, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that chicken salt goes on the chip. That when type of- people were over for our wedding, like from Can- Canada and Barbados, 
they, you guys went out. Yeah, they there, lost their absolute they mind. They'd never heard of chicken salt on no. hot chips before. Oh, never. Yeah, I Tony was it. like, "What I feel is so this?" So bad for him. Mm. Yeah, and I was just like, "That." Yeah, you do. You're like, "Oh, you poor person." Because even I thing, the, like it was the first time I ever ate it again. That's the worst oh, thing no. was we had to introduce it to him, then we had to send him home. <laughs> <laughs> I did say they were all they had like they bought a suitcase just for chicken salt <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure you can get over there be called something weird in America like turkey fleas <laughs> turkey fleas <laughs> turkey butt we grind the butt all the way back to the- <laughs> well we hope you guys are enjoying your new year hope you're at the gym or whatever are you on the treadmill is that what you're doing now <laughs> run fast you piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's working out for you so yeah we'll uh, see you next week I guess we're still here. Mm, See you guys. Bye. Later.